Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 001 Radio Games Club. This is uh, the show that we do sometimes, and by sometimes I mean Rarely. once every once every two to three months. <laughs> It'll, one will pop up. Uh, Brett hasn't. You haven't been on this show before. I hope you're you're ready and excited to talk about. I'm terrified. Our, our two titular games, Ace Combat Seven and Project Wingman. Yes, yes. Uh, one of which you introduced me to, of, of Project this Wingman having not known that game existed until I saw you playing it and immediately needed to play it myself. Um, <laughs> so, we've been talking about doing this for a long time on the show. Brett and I tend to have slightly different tastes in many games than uh, some of the other members of the podcast, which means we can talk about some fun things that everyone else gets excluded for. <laughs> and not feel bad about it this time because it's just us now. And if you're it's here, that is us. because of your own choice. <laughs> we, aren't, so... we aren't forcing Wyatt to listen to us talk about JRPGs again. Oh. <laughs> but this time... Torture. You know, I guess you could count Ace Combat as a JRPG, maybe. You could, you could swing you it. You would be insane, <laughs> but you could. <laughs> swing that. <laughs> so... The two games we're talking about today are Ace Combat 7 and Project Wingman, and the reason we've kind of paired these two is because, well, they're similar in a lot of ways. Uh, More Project than Wingman is very much inspired by Ace, Com Ace Combat, mm -hmm. so it makes sense to talk about these two games in the same space. Project Wingman's a whole lot newer than Ace Combat 7 at this point, though. Um, yeah. Seven's, like, I think two years old now. But Yes. Either way, we're going to go, start with the Ace Combat, because Ace Combat is a little bit more... Um, not necessarily mainstream, but understandable from, I think, a design perspective of the goals they were trying to do and the resources they had. The, uh, the Ace Combat team is a fair bit larger than Project Wingman's team. Um, By, like, 20 people, maybe. But that's a lot <laughs> of people. Project Wingman's team that's only being three, <laughs> counting the composer. That is a... A 23-person team is can be pretty big, so... yeah. All right, Brett, what I want to do, since you are a resident Ace Combat player who's played every Ace Combat game, to my knowledge, that is available to play <laughs> in a Most thing that's them, like yes. achievable to do, um, yeah. aside from Tom Clancy's Hawks, unfortunately. <sighs> Such a shame. <laughs> Such a shame. I haven't gotten to that one yet. <laughs> so why don't you introduce us to what, what Ace Combat is as a franchise? What, what does Ace Combat do? Well, what, what is Ace Combat? So, Ace Combat is a JRPG. <laughs> Ace Combat is not a JRPG. Uh, Ace Combat is... Um, it kind of sits genre-wise in a pretty unique spot as far as like planes or flight games go, where it's not quite flight sim realism, but it's not quite just arcade -y fun like stupid time um <laughs> it's 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 been like uh described to me uh before i got super into it as just kind of like metal gear but in jets um and that's a pretty accurate uh description um but yeah gameplay wise you're looking at uh kind of a mix between uh realistic like flight models i guess and then arcadey things you can do with that flight model um and also very realistic like looking like this ace combat 7 is a 
beautiful looking game. Oh yeah, the um, weather effects are phenomenal. It's yeah, especially uh, especially that 4K image of that JPEG dog. Absolutely, the JPEG old. dog. Um. Uh. And yeah, story-wise, that's where the the Metal Gear comparisons come in. Uh, past games, which we're probably not going to talk too much about uh, before seven, just yeah. for like comparison, and that's it. Um, the past games have kind of gotten like uh, down pat the the themes of like uh, similar things to what stuff like Gundam and like classic, like more mechanically focused Japanese storytelling is about. Of just like war is bad and the suffering that can comes from it, and a whole lot of bureaucracy and armies playing things behind the scenes and super weapons uh, and super weapons of course uh and lots of hallways always hallways somehow yep um hey at least this time we got plain sized hallways so we got plain sized hallways yes uh and always also it is called ace combat for a reason because there is always at least one ace rival that you will be fighting against uh throughout the game now Brett, I, I need to, to find the name, the full name of our, our classic rival this go-around. <laughs> but I think this is a, a good point to say, post right now, spoilers are on the table for both of these games. Yes, um, yes. Very heavily. Now, I'll say for these, unlike The Last of Us games club that we did, these are not games that if you know the story, you can't have fun with. Definitely, um, yeah. or, or you'll be missing like a super important part of the experience. The stories are great, but... Uh, they are totally things that you you are better able to experience in the game. So I don't think anything we're gonna say here is too heavy of a spoiler that would pre- it would prevent you from enjoying either game. Uh, Definitely, yeah. mostly because like it, they follow the traditional Japanese storytelling arc of these these kind of games. Aside from like Metal Gear, which doesn't tend to do this, of you have big problem, you solve big problem, big problem's gone. It's yeah, world moves on. It's- it's always like, oh, we're on the we're on the the back foot in this in this offensive that the enemy's putting against us, and then you beat them over the course of the game. Yeah, beat uh, them that's, through, that's every through sheer willpower and plain, and, yeah, sheer <laughs> sheer amount of missiles fired at one time. <laughs> yep. So, what we've done before on the show is kind of go through beat by beat of the story. I don't think we need to do that here. Uh, we can kind of cover broad strokes of, of things that we we liked. So yeah. it's probably easiest to get narrative out of the way first because I think it's the thing we'll have the least to say about, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and I also want to add that we're going to kind of delineate the Ace Combat 7 DLC, which we both played. Uh, we'll talk about that after we talk about the base game because I think it, it kind of changes some stuff. It does, So yeah. it, it's good to talk about those in their own little bubble compared to um, the, the base game itself. So That being said, though, yeah. I do want to say... Uh, if you are like, if if you're someone who's thinking about getting uh, Ace Combat Seven, you're like, oh, I don't know if the game's good or not. Uh, get a version with the DLC with it on sale because the DLC Absolutely. is really, really freaking good. <laughs> it is so yeah. That's sorry for interrupting. Oh, don't worry about it. That. Again, no rules in this show. We do whatever we want. Anarchy. <laughs> so, to set the stage for Ace Combat, um, this is one of the strange real games. So it takes place in this this alternate world called strange real uh classical japanese storytelling example it's it's basically the gundam universal century of ace combat um it's where most of the games have taken place and there's kind of some continuities here which are fun to talk about uh with the different nations and some of the weapons that you find but the the central 
plot revolves around the Ocean Federation and the Kingdom of Erusia. Did I get those correct, Brett? I was yes. concerned that I wouldn't. All right. <laughs> You're right. You're also talking to the person that, that gets Erusia, Eusia, and then Osia. Like, I all keep forgetting Eusia is all... in this game. <laughs> They're all they all sound the exact same to the point where uh unless unless someone reminds me, I just forget which one that you are fighting for yeah. because they all sound the same. Which is a shame, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically there's a war going on. Uh you're fighting on a side <laughs> at various yeah. points. Uh at first you're fighting for is it Arusia? <laughs> This is where I get confused. Of the drones. Okay, I want to make are... sure that we don't get confused. <laughs> okay, so the Arusia, the Arusia is the one with the drones, right? The story kind of revolves around drone combat and like the ethics of our unmanned aircraft. Good. Um, so Arusia has a bunch of drones and something called an arsenal bird, that is a, a big plane. Big, big boy. Big plane. So your central goal, as presented to you at the start, is basically we got to go blow up Big Plane uh, and blow up the Arsenal Bird. So Classic. That's your classic start. Of course, it, it spirals out of control and gets a little crazier uh, as things go on. We've got a bunch of characters. We've got some behind-the-scenes development problems that led to the story, of course, being oh. like told in a very weird way. Yeah. Uh, which is fun to talk about because there's some really cool stuff here, but... I think we can both agree that Ace Combat 7's storytelling methods are maybe not as great as the past games in the franchise. Definitely, yeah. I think it has... It, it, it sucks, too, because it has one of the most interesting stories in the whole franchise, just the way that they had to... The, the, I, maybe not had to, but the way that it came out, basically. Yeah. Um, Kind of forced it to be told in not the greatest way, but, like, if if because I certainly did get it the first time. There's like no no shame in just going to like one of the three people on YouTube that understand it extremely well to just like analyze it for you essentially because it is it is super interesting. It's just yeah. You know, some of the some of the things you wonder why you're watching a cutscene about. Straight yeah, and up, it's also the the biggest thing that I think I had an issue with is that your trigger you you do yes. ace combat things of, of being the ace pilot of a bunch of different squadrons uh there's a whole bit at the start where like you're accused of accidentally or not accidentally you're accused of murdering an important political figure uh so who was sad. relevant to the past games extremely <laughs> <Yeah>. relevant <laughs> to the past games i didn't originally make the connection that that was the same person exactly <laughs> i was like yeah. wait Huh? Like we 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 are in in spoilers now, but I'm not gonna just straight up say who it is in case it's still not okay. But like, I, because Seven was the first Ace Combat game that I played, uh, I just like that happened. I was just like, oh, dude, that's super like screwed up. How could I possibly be framed for this? But then I went back and played the other games and like just kind of like forgot about it and then played Seven again and realized who that was. And I was yep. just like, this is so painful. And the theme from the previous game plays in sad piano as his as his VTOL is descending in flames into the ocean. And it's just like, why? Why did this yep. happen? It's it's one of the moments where this is one of the few ace combats that does like have some direct continuity with yeah. other Ace Combat's it's still totally fine to play it without that context. Uh, Definitely. First time I played it, or for the majority of the story, I didn't have any of that context, or at least didn't remember any of it. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, you do you do trigger things, and you come up against a, uh, a Mr. X, the ace rival for this game, uh, otherwise known as Mihai, Dumitru, Margareta, Cornelio, Leopold, Blanca, Carol, Aeon, Ignatius, Raphael, Maria, Niketas, Aeshilaje, <laughs> or just Mihai for the majority of the game. Yeah. Uh, who is your your ace rival, a old veteran of Past Wars who's like training the drones from my understanding of yeah. what's going on. His flight data is being used by the classic Belkin man to yes. um, create superpowered drones, which are your, your kind of enemy for the majority of the game. Now, Brett, this is where I, I get, I, I run into issues with Ace Combat 7. And I think I, I've I've mentioned these issues before, and I think yes, yeah. you're you're gonna understand to a degree of a lot of the fun of Ace Combat games is fighting cool rivals and and cool aces and squadrons and and fun weird plain banter uh, radio chatter that we've talked about before on like the narrative episodes of like how effective it is at getting you into the world. There's so much less of that when you're fighting a drone. Yeah, which is um... unfortunate. Un unfortunate but like it's it's not like it's 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 one of those things where you have to kind of give it you have to kind of cut it some slack for it to be as interesting as i think yeah like it was it was supposed to be um because they do like the drones do check like they have radio chatter and it's just like wow or whatever thing um and it legitimately like you are you are playing a, a game full of like as realistic as possible uh you know jets and stuff and then you hear like from the the wherever atmosphere you just hear the sound of like a freaking tie fighter coming in and it's just like what what is going on um but that it only really works like for that first like shock um uh and that being said like the and it, it 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 makes them unfunny unfunny unfun characters because like they're not really characters they're just you know they're they're computers basically um but i think when we when we go further along and uh if if we get to talking about like the the like bigger messages of the story and stuff i i personally am kind of willing to um kind of let that slide for what the drones have to do with like the bigger message of the story because i think that is really successful it's just that it's a shame that you don't get the you know the the poor plebeian lesser pilots you know mm -hmm. uh screaming about how much of a how much of a demon you are and giving you all these nicknames uh because trigger doesn't really get any of those he gets he gets three strikes because he has three lines of paint on the back of his plane yeah but he doesn't really he doesn't get demon of the round table or anything like that so yeah nothing quite yeah. as fun um, and I think that's where a lot of these like behind the scenes production issues kind of came in. It seems like they definitely had plans to handle it a little better, but there was some weird focus on like different allied, quote unquote, allied characters because you don't they don't really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> at any point, um, but you've got the princess who just kind of falls into the story at a certain point. Um, <laughs> it's the best way I can put it. She like literally just falls into the narrative. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> um, and is just immediately important for some reason. But you're following the story of of uh, at the same time, and even the first character you play in the game is the uh, the scrap queen. So 
a completely separate character who's not the one you're playing for the majority that is a mechanic essentially yeah um, who gives you the flight tutorial at the very start of the game but is also like this secondary character we follow for a lot of the story who's just less interesting um and has that issue of like you don't know why you're supposed to relate to her because she's so abrasive <laughs> in every yeah. interaction she has she's just like abrasive as a person um and that's always a risk you run with certain t- that type of character of them just being a little bit overbearing with how they act a lot of the time. Um, but I, I think it went a little far uh, at at certain points with what they were going for. It's yeah, and uh, it 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 sucks too because she has like uh, a similar character. Um, it is kind of done in Ace Combat Five, and they have like yeah. basically. What I'm, what I'm about to say, I'm just going to completely not say that, and I'm going to say the shorter version instead. None of those people get in planes, so they don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> like, the, the character I was just about, uh, about to mention from 5, uh, Pops, is is the mechanic character. He's the guy that fixes up the planes. You hear him on the comms sometimes, and he's more of, like, a like a fathery mentor figure just because he's, like, an older dude. Um, And, like, you know, like, his story of, like, being part of, like, past wars and stuff doesn't really matter like it's interesting and it you know and it's mattering in the story but like from a like tunnel vision gameplay perspective it doesn't matter because he gets in the plane and he helps you in like right in front of your right in front of your face he helps you fly the plane your player character has interactions (laughs) with him yes which you know if the games were kind of known for having like visual novelty like going out and exploring the hq or whatever sections then i could see this not being a problem because then you have that interaction yeah. but it is just cutscenes and playing game oh, I, I think it so. actually it couples with another problem of you you flip squadrons a lot in ace combat yes. 7 you, you go from mage squadron to uh striker squadron to whatever the weird uh panel unit um, 444 squadron is of you're jumping between these different squadrons and the game has this habit of just either murdering everyone or um just making it so you never see these characters again once you're past that squadron and the game is only i think 21 missions 20 missions 21 missions yeah Uh, the last one barely even really being the last one is like the second half of a mission yeah basically um so you end up like maybe spending five missions ish with a lot of these characters before these transition points of different bits. Uh, and like the only allied pilot I remember right now is Count because they say his of name course. a lot. It's not even that he was that interesting. It's just they say his name a lot. Um, well, and, and, he's, and he's funny. He's funny too, he's so he has personality. Yeah. And oddly enough, High Roller. High Roller is the other one that was in like two missions and then vanishes. Yeah. So, so, so sad for Steve Bloom. Gets absolutely yep. obliterated. <laughs> Steve Bloom's there for two missions and then uh, just gets obliterated. Uh, which is great, but at the same time, it, there weren't any other standout characters during that part of the game. Yeah. Until you run into like Wiseman and Count uh, after that. You don't really have a lot pulling you along that narrative tether which is i think what made me bounce off the game the first time i played it where i i got like a third of the way through the game and then just kind of like forgot about it for a while then came back that makes sense yeah yeah i think that that initial third has this weird bit of like going back and forth between different squadrons it's not super fun yeah 
Um, and I think yeah. I don't even think that's like a, a like a, a pacing issue with like how long like or how how long you like spend with the characters. It's just like they need to say or do like they need more to do memorable. More. It's yeah, they need to do more things. Um, and honestly, like if the if the cutscenes like spent more time on the characters you were in the game with than the other characters that you're not, like honestly, if that was the case, then you might not have to change the dialogue in the missions themselves at all. And you could just make them more memorable that way, because yeah. like you know, I would, I could, I could, you could fit a refresher for who the who the the important political figure is that you that you get framed for your killing, like beforehand, and you can fit that in like seamlessly in like a news thing or something that they have focusing on something completely different, and then it makes new people feel bad for it more than they would now. Um, you could have because I think your your old. Uh, your old um, commander in Mage Squadron is he has like two lines in the run up to the mission where the the tragedy happens, where he's like, "I was always a big fan of this yeah. guy." You might he not be the guy anymore. Explains him. Ex- yeah, exactly. And it's just like one line. It's like, okay, this is now the one percent of of character information that I have for this guy. But if he had like, if he sat down with Trigger beforehand and was like, you know what that orbital elevator represents to me. This 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 guy had so many things planned for the good of mankind, and now it's being turned into a war thing, and it's so depressing. And I used to like, if you have just like two minutes and thirty seconds of that, I'm 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 in. And the thing is, I know they could do that writing because they've done that writing before. They have in the other games <laughs> in a which, lot of many yeah. times. And it's like it's it's weird because normally uh, the 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 advice is when you're writing something to just not have like characters talking at you, but if you have them talk at you in a good way that is satisfying, it doesn't matter, and that's just how it is in the in the older games. And they this yeah, show don't tell isn't a universal rule. A lot of people will yeah, treat yeah. it like a universal rule, but there are many pieces of media that that can break it if you just write well enough that it doesn't matter exactly exactly uh, or or deliver that exposition in a way that is entertaining like the radio chatter is people just talking at you yeah. but it's great it's great both project wingman and ace combat 7 have fantastic radio chatter for the majority of the game um so it's stuff like that is just wonderful but i i think this is probably a good point to start transitioning to the, the greater themes because we can talk about a lot of the different characters and whatnot uh but most of them are pretty one note you have your your classic the gambler you've got count who's your rival and his personality is literally that he is your rival it's yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> Nothing he keeps else. lying about the kill count and like I, I love how it's like you've killed like 45 things you've just yep. blown to bits in this mission <laughs> so fine. he's just like yeah you have two i have six and it's just like you're adorable you little <laughs> idiot <laughs> yeah, i love that people also the, where the radio chatter gets great is like Sometimes the other people in the mission will comment about how off he is. It's, it's <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Trigger's done everything so far. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, I, I love when they, they kind of acknowledge how well you're doing in missions with stuff like yeah. that. Of like partway through you'll learn, oh, someone's saying we're running out of time. Trigger, you need to pick it up if you're like yeah. not doing the objective fast enough. So there's a lot of cool bits like that that kind of help you along your mission curve of knowing what to do. Uh, when, we, when we get to talking about the DLC, there's a special moment that oh, I like yeah. to highlight. Um, but we mentioned the orbital elevator, which yes. becomes a central motif for the second half-ish of yeah, the, more so the, second the plot. Half. And 
Brett, I want to let you you talk about the greater themes first before I get into my okay. bit because I have some issues with the space elevator <laughs> specifically. Okay. okay. But uh, I want to I want to have your unfiltered opinion on on those greater issues first and the yeah. point of the plot. So, and we're going to have to do another mini one of these for the the DLC because the DLC oh, yeah. adds adds one. Um but the what this Basically, every every Ace Combat game has the thing that it's about besides the planes, and this one's thing is about drones, which is the very like modern military thing in real life. Is like, are they? It's it's not even just like, are they? Uh, is it a moral thing to do? Is it is it ethical to produce just like computerized killing machines, basically that someone can just literally control from? Uh, like an outpost with like an Xbox 360 controller or something. Um, it's it's like that isn't even what it's about, which makes it pretty unique with handling drones. It's about like replacing the people that like the love people and flying. Yeah, the people and I, th- I think most more importantly the characters that love flying because yeah. like in in this world in which like drones are being forwarded to be like the future of you know air combat, um, you don't have any of the the heroic characters in any of the past games um and so what it what it ends up being towards the end is that even the guy who made the drones is like this has gone way too far this is like victory right now is that 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 wasn't worth it for for what i have done um and now this this orbital elevator is of course the tallest thing on the planet because it has to be um and acts as the biggest broadcast tower that these drones now are defending like the hub that they're supposed to be defending because they're programmed to um but they're on a kill code to destroy absolutely everything that will spread possibly across the entire planet uh if we let them download it into the into the orbital elevator at the end of the game basically um yeah and so basically now have... what we kind of learn is that there's a bunch of inactive drone factories yes that if that signal gets out will basically mass create corrupted drones that will kind of just attack things it's yeah um and it'll basically be a horrible terminator-esque singularity but yeah. with planes this time um and it it results in a pretty uh i have like one of the highlights of the the base game for me is just seeing all the like what remains of all the the planet's militaries like coming together at the end yeah. for like one last fight against the these these thoughtless computers um and kind of seeing that like downfall of what it means to essentially be a modern military like you you don't get the easy iff anymore because all the satellites are gone because some idiot had the idea to shoot one and accidentally (laughs) all of them up um i I want to like address that specifically that's one of the really cool ways that the (laughs) game tells the, the story through gameplay of like you yeah. can't rely on your targeting system now because it doesn't know who's an ally or an enemy. You can target them, but if you shoot without confirming visually that they are an enemy or an ally, you might just blow up your friend. Yeah, and, and, it's and that's great. another thing the, the radio chatter does is that they will scream in pain and agony yep. <laughs> if you destroy a friendly thing. Um, and if you wait long enough in the mission that uh, that focuses on this, like some of the things that would normally be enemies if you let... Uh, the, the politician that you're escorting like talk enough he can change their side and they'll they'll switch sides to what they would have been if you uh, if you just blew them up immediately or didn't uh wait long enough um uh 
I, f I forgot exactly where I was, but it's yeah. Essentially, the at the the end of the game, the end message is uh, sometimes. Contrary to Iron Man 2's beliefs, drone is not better. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, compared to compared to these like heroic characters, they are just like killing machines. And it's it's a pretty interesting take on the you know like classic like Terminator, like I said before, kind of singularity thing of AIs becoming like self aware. Um, but that being said, of course, there's there's some issues with it that that you will mention right now. Yeah. So. I actually, I don't have that many issues with the drone plotline. I think the drone plotline is pretty well done in the sense that it gets the core ideas across. Uh, it, it obviously feels a little bit rushed yeah. in that there are two distinct, towards the end of the game, they, they try to tell two different stories. They, there's like a set of two missions where they kind of divert from what your your thought process would have been into that point for the princess and the Belkin man to be like, we got to blow up the tower now. Yeah. But the blowing up the tower, they don't centralize on the fact that it's like the drone communication array and blowing it up would solve that issue. They center on the fact that it like represents of debating whether or not it represents human hope. Yeah. And it's really weird. <laughs> it gets... It's Go ahead. That's the thing. If, if they gave it more, more time, both in real life, like yeah. I, I don't, it didn't need more time, but you know, smoother amount of time <laughs> um in in real life and more time in the story like those kind of like admittedly heavy-handed messages and lines are pretty common for the rest of the series but like that just kind of usually out, handled a little bit better exactly exactly it's weird the way they do it in this game well it's like like when solid snake in a metal gear game gives a lecture on the evils of, of nuclear warfare and it is super heavy-handed but because it's been set up so much and that usually it's a very well-written bit of exposition, it makes it a lot more tolerable. But here it's literally like the princess flip-flops three or four times yeah. within the span of two cutscenes that are back-to-back. Yeah. -back. And it's like, she's going like, but but this this political man that died earlier was like, this is the sign of hope for all humanity. But at the same time, it's a sign of oppression for all humanity because it's so tall. <laughs> like literally what what happens <laughs> it, it lost me it lost me at that point i was like I'm... because it's so dull <laughs> and apparently like what they figure out the reason she starts to believe it's hope again is that this mural that was drawn of the, the yeah. space elevator has has drawings of like six of them and not just one so she was like oh they were gonna build many because they would have all yeah furthered humanity <laughs> And it's like these things, if you have them set up and delivered correctly, they would all be awesome. Yeah, it's just could the manner be in which, <laughs> yeah, the manner in which they are said is just a, a little lackluster. And you get the message from it, you know, again from analyzing it, uh, but you don't get like the immediate understanding of like, oh, I understand this. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about it while I am blowing up the enemy drones because well, like i loved it when they 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 do for a brief while start to like go into but if we blow up this tower we're now like stranding people that are up there like we yeah. are sentencing them to death and i'm like yeah <laughs> this is if you do that any you can't you can't get up to your like essentially the international space station in this world because you've blown up the elevator <laughs> 
Yeah. Or at the end of the game, you can't get up to the people that you sent out for a deep space mission. <gasps> that you learn about when you need to go get them. <laughs> at the Well, I, I even like beyond that you just learn about them in like the last two minutes of the game exactly. you learn <laughs> which, they exist in the same minute you learn they're back which which is a cool you know thing but maybe you should have mentioned that you know like three missions before and then revealed the person that was up there as the end credit thing and then people be like oh well i cared so much about that before and now that i know it's the character from a previous game now i'm glad that i did that it just yeah it, it's there's so many cool elements that definitely could be handled better because yeah. like we've seen things that handle them better gundam has a lot of like space elevator stories a lot of yeah specifically that are, are pretty well handled uh this one was all the the core bits were there but they were just they were missing that connective thread that kind of exactly. drives it home um but yeah all the the gameplay just starts to escalate at that point which is great uh, it's yeah i think that makes up for it a little bit at least yeah i so so i think we've kind of covered most of our thoughts on the, the main story unless you have anything else you want to say about it brett um and this this kind of goes for for gameplay too so i guess it, it functions as a little bit of a segue but the there's like some of the most like uh, appreciative and and stylish fan service for any like game series ever like they definitely know that they're just like oh yeah maybe like like a room full of people across the entire planet that plays these games and so they like know the people that play them like really you know cherish the 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 parts that are like big so you know you 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 defend a, a big super fortress that you attacked in the previous game and it happens on the same date but it's the reverse mission this time uh, uh mihai uh trained supposedly the the ace from ace combat 4 that was like really hard so that like helps like push him up higher um and those parts of the storyline like of, of all the things to like not like stumble over themselves like none of the fan service does and i think that's that's pretty cool because that's when yeah. when fan service is unsuccessful that in my opinion is like one of the most annoying because it usually that ever. shows the creators are misunderstanding what people like about their thing exactly and i yeah. think this this shows that the ace combat team knows exactly why people like ace combat exactly uh, yeah. which is very good to see especially considering there was like a eight ish year gap between yeah even the announcement of seven and ace combat six so yeah because they, they basically skipped ps4 and xbox one um, and they just had a lot of lackluster yeah uh, like bad games in between, in between the bad spinoffs there was tom clancy's hawks <laughs> which <laughs> I, I would contribute as maybe having slightly killed the genre. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But but now, I think 7... 4 was the game that had previously sold the most back on the yeah. PS2, and 7 has now beaten that, uh, and is sales keep going up because it keeps going on sale, so more people are going to play, and it's on more platforms than ever. So hopefully, you know, like, just talking about how they demonstrated the fact that they know yeah. what games they make, like, hopefully they can... Uh, Namco gives them like more time and you know better resources to make the next one like as good as they want it to and be. It's also uh, super people. clear like this engine oh, yeah. is incredibly well made. Oh, yeah, so they totally. can. This is one of those situations where like I would be very surprised if they don't come out with another Ace Combat in the same engine because like Definitely. there aren't that many improvements they can make to like the cloud volumetrics in this because they look so realistic 
Yeah. You see to me <laughs> like, what could they change? I'm not going to notice unless I'm like actually a pilot. I. It's close enough. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, it works great. Looks great. No um, bugs at all. <laughs> it's crazy. That's the wild thing. Like Ace Combat Seven has so few technical issues, which like coming into this era of video games is the thing Isn't that it? everything has. It's amazing. You would think that a game working would be, you know, pretty high on the priority list, but you know, at this point, it's more get it out there. If people buy it, it'll work at some point, maybe. That's, yeah, and then you can release uh, the patch notes as a light novel for you know yes. however much uh, a small novella costs at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> how long they are. Wonderful, uh, but yeah. So I want to talk a bit about gameplay. Um, gameplay, yeah. So I have some some positives and negatives for Ace Combat Seven. I think the one thing I want to say very loudly, and this we we haven't talked about Wingman yet. Um, we'll get to that. Mm. at some point but uh, the big thing with with both of them is i think after having played both they definitely exist as separate things trying to For do sure. different things definitely which is hard to tell from the outset so if you go into ace combat 7 expecting it to be just an arcadey shooting plane game you will probably be disappointed yeah. uh ace combat 7 has a lot of like varied missions and a lot of like mission structure things that that will make you do things in certain ways and it's almost more like a puzzle to solve with your plane loadout and everything that's a good um, way to describe it yeah yeah so and i think that will appeal to a lot of people and specifically like ace combat fans i think that's what they want so i i love it but uh, it does mean there's a few things i think are lacking like the the big thing that stood out to me is that ace combat 7 does not have a mission where it is just like you against a bunch of planes aside from like the first mission it's yeah and then the DLC. And then the DLC, yeah. yeah. But there, there's very few points where like a lot of the fun anti-plane weapons, you just don't have a reason to use because you're limited in that like you have one special slot. So you're probably going to want to take the weapon you find most fun, which is like maybe a railgun, maybe uh, the bombs to make it easier on the missions that you have to destroy a bunch of ground targets. Um, you're going to take one of those because that's like obviously uh, more useful in the case you're doing. And the game is hard. To the point where, like, if you're not very hard, <laughs> if you aren't specking your plane right, you're not going to be able to complete the mission. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. I I think that does hurt it in some minor cases of like it would have been really cool to have like a showdown of some type at yeah the like two thirds point of the game. There was just not anything that really filled that need. Which is which is crazy. Because it's almost like they did that in every game that came before. Exactly, <laughs> like that's one of the few things like, that I go through, and I'm like, this is just one thing that I just I want one more exactly, plane fight. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and like it's it's kind of like a staple for like what people call the like the 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 big three, like the golden era, which is four, five, and zero on the PS2. Like they all have Absolutely. like halfway ish, one thirds, two thirds point. There's always the mission that just puts you like right after like a big battle that you just proved that you are the big badass guy it just puts you in in a in a school of other lesser planes um and the electric guitar is screaming and it's just 20 minutes of kill as many as you can before the time runs out and that's that's pretty much it and like you said that is like super satisfying almost like almost like palate cleanser where it's yeah. place kind of just like there's no objective here except just like 
have fun essentially especially because um, there's like a sequence of missions where you do a lot of like lengthy almost platforming in a plane yeah yeah <laughs> and after a certain point it, it becomes a little bit less unique when you've done it three times in a row mm -hmm. so so putting that palette cleanser there i think really would have helped the pacing just a little bit Definitely, um yeah. especially because those missions are like those are the easiest mission to make when you're designing them because it is sky planes that's it <laughs> yeah exactly the hardest thing is to make the soundtrack for that mission which like, which is maybe why i think they didn't do it i almost think maybe. they didn't make one of those because they were like this seems like it might be low effort or it might not mm. be up to the the like quality level of the rest of the game because everything else has a lot of varied mission objectives and i'm like i still wish you'd, you would have done it <laughs> Yeah, I, I I get that, um, and it does make sense. I actually didn't think of that. Uh, that they'd just be like, we people have waited so long for this to come out, we can't just like have a normal mission. That's, That's yeah, I I legitimately think that would be why. Is like they they looked at their mission structure and were like, okay, everything else is so unique and high quality. We can't have a mission that's lowering the quality bar. I yeah. don't think it would have been received that way. I think it would have been received as like the unique mission, just a palate cleanser mission. Totally. Um, yeah. It's the classic, like, when you're playing Halo and you get that one mission and you drop in and there's just a wave of grunts. Exactly. It's not challenging, but it's really fun. <laughs> to, it's, yeah, to that's the one that you go back to at the birthday party skull and then you exactly. on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, my only real gameplay complaint about 7, though. And I think that's the impressive thing. Is yeah, that for sure. So much of 7 is so solid. Like, yeah. Everything is just working, which is phenomenal. Uh especially because we don't have any other games in this type of game aside from project wingman but like when seven released that wasn't out so exactly yeah there was no other plane game <laughs> that was not a flight simulator but tom clancy's hawks tom clancy's hawks right <laughs> <laughs> but what if <laughs> what if tom clancy's hawks 3 is actually project wingman <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah no, thank you <laughs> um but yeah, gameplay is like it, it's one of the, like I I played Ace Combat Seven first at a at Anime Next. They just had it on like a public PS4, and it was like all in Japanese too because it was just a Japanese PS4. Um, and I was like, man, this is really hard, and I don't get it, and it kind of sucks because I don't I don't care that much yep. about learning it. But once you get over that like the 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 learning hump, um. My uh, my my friend who got me into these games kind of explained it the best. I think uh, when he was like, "Right now, like you are you are spinning and floundering around, like just because you don't know how to, you know, stay off from smashing into the ground because you're always traveling forward because yep. there's gravity. Um, in time, you will just be doing that to to look cool, even though no one is watching. Yep. And <laughs> it's just it you. is true." Exactly. It is true. You do the thing where you just go within like a foot of the ground and then like pull back up and do like Dude, a post. Favorite thing is you, you turn sideways. So you're, the very tip of your wing is skimming the edge of a water. Yeah, and once you can exactly. pull that off and not crash, you're, you've done it. You're an exactly. ace combat player yeah. now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but the way I like to think about it is like people will say that ace combat has a difficult control scheme. Also, ace combat seven has two control schemes. Standard and expert. Expert is is the control scheme that every other Ace Combat game has. Yes. And that any other flight sim game has. Uh, standard is is the baby. I don't want to fly the plane. 
control scheme. Gotta fly the plane! You're not a baby anymore! <laughs> fly the plane! And I, I think the reason people look at that and it might bounce off of Ace Combat 7 is because if you try the standard control scheme, the game's not very interesting. No. <laughs> it just, there's not much challenge. doesn't really work anymore. Um, I think what we... What you really need to do is like think of it as if you are playing a type of game you've never played before. Imagine exactly. sitting down as little little baby boy playing some some Goldeneye on the N sixty four for the first time, having no clue what the sticks do, what the single stick does, <laughs> how you're supposed to move. You're just being presented with a new control scheme. It's gonna take some time to learn, but like yeah. I, I it is far harder for someone who hasn't played video games to try and grasp standard third person controls. Because there is yeah. no real-world analog for standard third-person controls of, like, nothing you do in life with your actual self is going to match what you do with a controller to move in a third-person game. Whereas Ace Combat 7 relatively mimics what Plane Flight is. As, in, as best as you as can, best as on you a can with a controller. Yeah. So I think it is just... You just got to get past the learning curve. Um, yeah. And it's not it's, a scenario of like it's it's particularly hard like Dark Souls or something. It's just like it's a different control scheme. You gotta get used to it. It's yeah, and then of course like when you get like higher and higher in the difficulties because there are difficulties and a yep. lot of them like yeah, it gets really hard. But um, like it it's it's almost as if you're you're not controlling a person but a vehicle that has to be <laughs> controlled in a different way than a person. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but that again, like once you get past that learning that learning hump at the beginning like it is it's so rewarding and i uh like let me know if you agree with me or not but they're like I've, there are very few besides project wingman games that like give you the same feeling of just styling on a bunch of a bunch of other planes the, the only other like so games cool that nail it so much are character action games like devil may cry because that is what this is yeah like, pretty much Ace combat 7 is the closest genre that i would compare it to if not like flight arcade games is character action or spectacle fighters like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta because that's what it's about is looking cool while sense. doing stuff. Um, yeah. We haven't even talked about the, the hallway you fly your plane through. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, the obligatory hallway. Which is always such a great cap on yeah. an Ace Combat experience. The final boss is never actually a boss. It's you gotta yeah. go fly through something, and in this one, it's you fly through a hallway chasing a drone. Then you gotta kill a drone in this like tiny box circle, oh god, circular like <laughs> oval that you're in. That like you have to constantly be looking out because gravity will crash you if you're not careful. Uh, it's yeah, it's wonderful. It's it's amazing. I I think it is like it might not be my favorite, but it is my best. Like it is. It's relatively the short. Best. It is. Yeah, very short. Shorter very than the average one. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, they're nice. They put a checkpoint right before you go in. Very kind of them. <laughs> very, <laughs> very kind. So you don't have to do oh. the boss fight again. That was before it. Uh, and then you shoot through a space elevator. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you, of course you got to dodge the elevator cars on your way up, and you're yep. going straight up, so your plane wants to tip either way because it's it's, it's real life apparently. Yeah, and there's wind physics, of course. So if it's windy, your plane will like start to blow to the side. Uh, yep, which is just really a a fun thing to show that you you can do it. Like it's that's because so cool. the moment you realize when you hit that point and you're like, I can do this. I, I know enough about the game to get through flying this, a space that is maybe like 
five feet on either side of your plane. Like there is there is very little leeway here. It's yeah. <laughs> Like you can beat like one degree of turning off and like one of your wings just barely clips the sidewall of this highway that can maybe fit like like two cars and then there's the circle around it. Like you just Yep. Twenty times in a row you become a ball of flame before you learn how to <laughs> how to do that right. Yeah, but once you awesome. once you nail that, the sense of satisfaction is really, really good. Oh, um yeah. and I think that's like one of the, the best parts of the game is like you realize once you hit the end of Ace Combat 7, you realize you can fly the planes pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it, I think it just does a great job at, like, over the course of the game, leaning you into the control scheme enough to where you can fly the plane through that space elevator without crashing Definitely. it. Yeah. Uh, though I am curious, I kind of want to try doing that with standard controls because I think it might be harder. <laughs> it's, honestly, yeah, because, like, you have to be so precise. And I you just have to feel angle. Like you be able to make like, to yeah. specific angles. I wonder what the uh, solution to that is. I haven't tried it. So it just switch, get good, do the better controls instead. <laughs> That's the only way. And um, yeah, I, so go ahead. I was going to say one last thing about uh, gameplay, unless you had another thing, was uh, like I, there have been few games that I just like beat them and then I immediately want to like start over and play them yeah. through the whole <laughs> way again now that I know how to do it better. But like, and this goes for uh, every like wingman ace combat the whole like franchise pretty much uh, at least the ones that are on like the 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 non portable consoles um like this i don't i don't know how they do it it's just it the most replayable like games i think i've probably ever played like i have yeah. so many hours into that game just like especially for trying to get like uh, all the all the S ranks because that's how you get all the plane skins and stuff that look really cool and it carries on the same way into seven. I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but I just it's crazy for a game that you know barely has multiplayer in it to just have you go back through it the whole like over and over again. Yeah, basically. again, that's something they've they've lifted straight off of Devil May Cry. It's the kind of progression where your your progression is playing the same missions over and over again because they're fun. Like exactly, <laughs> the game yeah. is fun enough to play. Because, uh, like, you can beat Ace Combat 7 if you're playing on a, a lower difficulty or you're really good at flight games. You could beat it in, in a day, probably. Maybe yeah, yeah, two. You uh, if you're, you're taking it at a regular pace. So they're not ludicrously hard, uh, and they aren't that long. These missions are typically time-locked to 20 to 30 minutes at the most. Yeah. So it's not super long, but that's fine because there's so much to do. Uh, you have an entire skill tree, essentially, of planes and weapons and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> parts to, to like customize how you want your plane to behave so there's tons of stuff that you can like unlock and like ways to, to eventually get that the plane of the final boss and like go crazy with it um of course but of course you've got to get through like the entire skill tree before you do that exactly so... and it costs like a million dollars just to buy that one plane oh two million. So... Two million. Oh, is it two million? <laughs> it's two million. Oh my god i forgot uh, so yeah that is there's a lot of incentive for you to replay things um and you eventually get all those sweet, sweet planes with all the, so the great special weapons. Uh, so yeah, that that's, I think, most of the, the gameplay stuff. The only other thing I want to say about Ace Combat 7 specifically is the the way they tend to work in, in combat is you've got your plane with your gun, your missile, and a special weapon of, of some variation that is like a powerful weapon that is has a specific use. So like it might be a real gun to help you... Pinpoint target things and just obliterate them, 
Um, so satisfying. It might be a bunch of anti-air like swarm missiles. It might be anti-ground missiles. It might be a giant bomb to blow up ships or something. Uh, and then you've got your standard missiles, which are generally used for everything, and then your machine gun or your pulse laser, depending on the plane. Uh, the the machine guns in this one are a little bit a little bit piddly. <laughs> wimpy little pea shooters it's kind of a side side effect of the more realistic (laughs) model i think i think they Mm -hmm. they kind of overcorrected from past games of the machine guns are now very difficult to use yeah they're pretty hard um and a lot of that is due to like the fact that this flight model is far more realistic than the other games like you have wind affecting the nose of your plane so your machine gun reticle is going all over the place in kind of unpredictable ways uh, and you also have like a very restricted range on it, yeah, for what you can use, and it doesn't do that much damage. Um, it doesn't, which is kind of a shame because it's fun to use, but it does, it's not great. Yeah, it's it does it does the little like stun thing that we talked about uh, before, where it 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 makes the plane that you hit with it be like whoa what and like stop like dodging basically, so you can get easier missile yeah. shots on it. But at the same time, you know like. You can't just, really do a gun-only run as easily. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like this thing is making the sound of a of a of a goddamn lawnmower with how fast it's shooting bullets <laughs> out, and it's the, it it takes like five seconds of holding the. You have to have like a solid two explode. seconds of uninterrupted fire at something it's, that is yeah. all hitting to blow it up, and I'm like, this is, yeah, and, and that is very difficult to achieve uh, in this kind of game. So uh, that's my like one downside, but the rest of it is great. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I do think after having played Wingman, I, I'm converted to the multiple special weapons train now permanently. It's going to be hard to go oh, back yeah. when Ace Combat Eight inevitably happens. Hopefully, uh, please, <laughs> please give us please. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it would be hard to go back to uh, the single special weapons because there's definitely some missions where you'll end up fighting. The first half will be ground targets. The second half will be like a couple of planes or some like naval targets. And the mission yeah. or the, the special weapon you have is not necessarily going to be as useful uh, yeah. if you don't expect that. So it's a little bit difficult on the first run through if you, you pick your anti ship missiles and then find out you're going to be fighting a bunch of planes. It's yeah. Or if you pick your, your A 10 Warthog that goes a maximum of like. 800 whatever is yeah. per hour and then you're fighting super planes that just appear at the end of the yep, mission I've that done can that do a like bunch. PSMs and have like firing railguns at you and stuff it's like I don't you didn't tell me about this in the in the briefing that I watched three times to make sure I got all of well because that's the other thing I was like you have to pay attention to the, the dialogue going on because they will tell you specifically what you're fighting and even yeah. in mission they will tell you like what you're doing so you might hear someone on radio chatter be like, people are coming. They're coming from the side. They're going to get you. And you'll have to be, if you don't pay attention to what they're saying, you'll just get slammed by a bunch of planes from the back end. Or yeah. if you're defending a target, they'll be like, oh, there's a, there's a missile launcher in this area that you got to find by visual only. It's not on the, the radar. So you got to go do that. And if you don't, you're going to lose the mission. <laughs> yeah, because it'll just be And the game won't destroyed. tell you why, because you should be listening to the or reading the subtitles or doing listening to the radio chatter uh you got to do it exactly yeah and i think that's that that's a good thing because it feels it feels cool it just like to to get it it feels like you're listening to a real like military briefing and then you do the thing right and it's like whoa 
I listened and it worked. That's yeah. crazy. Learning comprehension. Oh, it feels great. <laughs> Once you realize that the game is actually um, functioning with that expectation of like you actually yeah. doing things that would be expected of you if you were a pilot in these like actually having to listen to orders and whatnot. Because if you don't, you're probably going to fail the mission. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is fun. But yeah, I think we can move on to the DLC now, Brett. Yes, which should be way shorter because it's only three missions. Yeah, the gameplay is the same um, for the most part, yeah. aside from some really cool mission structure yeah. things. Um, and it's it's worth pointing out, like it was released in three separate episodes, but we just had the benefit of being able to play yeah. them all in a row, uh, even when I got them, like, I don't remember when. Um, but I think it's worth pointing out, just like saying, like I did in uh, in the beginning, like this DLC is super worth it. These are like the three best missions in the game. Um, especially, I, my favorite one is uh, the the first one where it is like finally you get the you versus a million planes mission. Yep. Um, finally and it, it's, it's it's yeah, and the music is amazing. Uh, like it's of course it's beautiful and it feels great. And you have uh, you have two two things going on here that I feel like are are self-referential enough that I think they're they're pretty funny. Um, is like you you you're you're flying and there's like five planes including you against just like sixty or more just jets that are coming right at you and like. All of the com chatters just filled up of those enemies being like, "Finally, we get to fight real people instead of all these damn robots." All it's the great. Time. It's, it's self-aware. It's amazing. Finally, it, it's it's like it's it's one line away from being finally Ace Combat Seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ace Combat's <laughs> happening. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And then they also have like they they have uh things that try to to break up the U versus a million planes. Yeah. And you just slap them away. It's amazing. You just slap them away, and you get back to destroying a million planes. Like the game knew exactly what you wanted to do, and it just let you just eh, get out of here. Let me. I also love that like the the DLC takes place during the main campaign. Yes. Like kind of an undetermined point. It's between a few missions uh, with a certain certain squadron, which is great because you get a lot of a lot more characterization in these three missions for like. The the four people in the squadron for count, uh, Wiseman, I think it's Hujan, Hujan, and uh, Lanza is the other guy. Yeah, Lanza just kind of um, goes away though; he doesn't talk much. So, well, because he he gets injured, I think, so he's not there for the first one. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget, and that's and then that, Hujan you know, also gets injured at a certain point. Is out and is out yes. for a while, but uh, you get a lot more party banter in this one like yes. of them kind of playing off of each other and having some fun back and forth uh and like doing the the kill count and whatnot and people reacting to like trigger going insane and like yeah murdering 50 planes <laughs> and uh I, th I think like someone even is like uh count how can you hear what the hell they're saying and it's like oh i just have a radio tape to the to the side of my of my console you guys don't do that and they're like yeah. what are you talking about and that literally explains why you can hear the enemy comms throughout the entire series and just one line it, it's cute it's awesome i love it well it's great because it's also simple it's like yeah you could it's, just yeah. tape a radio <laughs> to your it's, thing yeah, like, and it would it's, work stop uh, asking it's fine <laughs> It's a great little side explanation for what's going on. Uh, yeah. And I also love, we get characterization for your AWACS, for Longcaster. Yes. Of like, there's a bit where yes. he's talking about food and he's like having lunch while mm -hmm. doing all this, which is 
just fun character moments because the other issue with like the main campaign you bounce back and forth between your your AWACS and if you don't know plain lingo AWACS is basically your uh handler you're like operator yeah. that's kind of directing the mission um generally from like a non-combat vehicle of some type it'll be like an in the, the big jet the engine or the the helicopter super high up that's just kind of overseeing yeah. everything uh so you get a lot of banter with that because the the main campaign just kind of like bounces you back and forth between a bunch mm -hmm. and only like two of them are interesting the the other it's, two are yeah. just like super boring and go away almost immediately uh but longcaster is fun we get some cool longcaster bits here and then brett they fix yes. the problem you fight rival aces <laughs> That's crazy. I was gonna. I was gonna say the the villains in uh, just these three missions are like some of the most like mechanically and narratively interesting like of the whole series. I think I'm I'm pretty partial to them because yeah. the the dual the dual aces you fight two crazy um, mimic squadron. Uh, it, it it's their their boss fight in the second mission and like you know the little tease you get in the first one is like fun but that boss fight in the second mission is like balls to the walls insanity probably the most difficult ace fight in the whole shebang yeah, um they start going mechanically crazy. it's yeah and like the 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 music blasting in the background is like free jazz that is just absolutely insane it feels Perfect. straight out of like gundam thunderbolt which is it does, yeah. the best thing to say about a boss fight definitely yeah and also it's worth pointing out because we haven't really mentioned the overarching music yet I, oh, I think some of the best music phenomenal. in games, like just in general, it is every Ace Combat game has in incredible music, uh, and that has not yeah. changed at all. Every That's, every yeah, sound, every song here is great. Yeah, it's it's only gotten better, I think, through the years. Like it's just it's it's amazing. Um, and of course, the DLC has all new tracks. Uh, but the the other uh villain, the more main villain, is uh. Is is he is he Captain or Admiral? I don't know. It's He's Captain insane. Matias Torres. Captain Matias Torres, baby. Crisp white sheets. <laughs> Absolute like they they've made you fight some crazy people in, in this in I'm this little kill plane ten game. million people with my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> or kill a million people with my own hands. Save ten million. Save ten million uh, at the cost of a million, which is any sane person would think that that's fine. And he's course. also wrong. They point out he's completely wrong at a certain point. This man's yeah. weird plan is to nuke a city to like cause. Basically, he's. I think he, the setup they've go gone for is that he's kind of been. He was a, a war hero for his nation, and they're they're yes. now kind of like they don't have a use for him, so they're making him into a villain. Well, because it's 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 different than that. It's it's I think more interesting. Um, because another another little bit of fan service is that he is a war hero from, uh, it's it's like the ground version, the ground yeah. version of you versus a million planes. Um, in Ace Combat Four, where you completely obliterate uh, Arugia, where I. Uh, the, the, the invincible fleet of the enemy um and yeah, just like one of the ships that has a name on it uh he's the captain of one of them and so the reason he's a war hero is because he saved he's like, like the only survivor and saved his entire it's ship. yeah he saved the, at least the majority of his crew so like all of the crew that is with him is still with him to this day because they're super loyal to him um yeah. and they were Which in is a great that, setup 
yes like that that like loyal crew mentality is super interesting to me um and it goes to like 11 here because i think what you missed ryan um the submarine so i i want to say it's not what i'm talking about is just like the erosion plan for him not like the greater story like they they explain at one point because you have the question of like well why this man has been set up as like a hero so why is he doing this thing that's like ostensibly bad it's Mm. it's because there's, a, there's some offhanded exposition that's like the Erujian military has kind of lied to him and told him some things that have led him to this path that it's, aren't and necessarily also, true. It's it's also the fact that he was he was trapped in that in the yeah. submarine, the Alicorn that you're fighting with his whole already loyal crew for like an extremely long amount of like time at the bottom of the years. ocean. It's yeah, so he is completely off his rocker, and I, they, they also it's it's amazing um, because his voice actor it sounds like he is too, and it's awesome. Um, and they like insinuate that uh, like over like the time between like them getting the submarine finally after two years out of the water to like the point where you fight it, like. Hit members of his crew have like risen through the ranks and have like gotten to higher positions in like yep. the military to like make this possible and it's just it's wild like that is super interesting to me um and of course he he hijacks this this submarine that who would know it better than he does um that is capable of it, it's basically a, an aquatic metal gear exactly um, yeah it is a metal gear <laughs> yeah with with a with a remote controlled nuke firing railgun uh yeah this isn't a nuke launcher this is a nuke railgun specifically yes. <laughs> that is guided by drones yep. that is where that is how the terminal guidance is decided um and he's just gonna he's just gonna blow stuff up with it because he's he has his own values now he has his own way to to stop the war and that's of course to to kill a million people yeah he's specifically sent to like blow up the yuzhin capital like he's gonna launch a nuke into the heart of the capital and just make it explode yes (laughs) which yeah their, their solution is that like it'll be such a war atrocity that that people will never use nuclear weapons again (laughs) <laughs> yeah but then he's just like but then what if i just kept doing it and, he's like, and then they just realize going oh no <laughs> what have we done? um yeah it's great because it's like a, it's very time limited too like you have a, a lot of incentive to be doing this because you you know that if you fail they're gonna launch a nuke at a giant capital yeah. which has far more than a million people in it i think they say at one point they're it's, like yeah. he, his calculations are extremely off he's gonna kill like five million people per shot of this gun mm-hmm. um so yeah he is off his rocker mad uh and the, the series of missions kind of like revolves around you first finding out about the alicorn uh super weapon submarine and and torres who's piloting it and then you go on like some some raids, try to hunt it down, and then you find out more. There's this weird other dude that like has an AI. <laughs> Do you remember AI Man? I don't remember. Oh, the the David yes, North, yeah. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that bit is the bit that kind of got line. lost on me. He's like test. He's, he's Quiz Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like so. What's the answer to this? It is the way he starts like yeah, he's every constantly single, like, prompting briefing. people for answers. Uh, it's yeah. And that, even the characters think it's annoying, which is funny. that's the only bit which fell flat on me because there's a whole. I think something was lost in translation here. I don't think it was necessarily mm. that it's not a, a well written bit, but there's this whole bit after the end of the first mission where he's like, 
there's like chessboard visuals and he's he's going back and forth with this ai about like well how are we going to stop torres like what what's his plan what's he going to do and then the ai and him just have a debate over logic versus they don't use emotion as the phrase they use sensuality <laughs> yep <laughs> they do and she and he's like no uh, no alex ai you got to think about it in terms of sensuality <laughs> It doesn't make any I am sense. a robot. I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. And like he, he then, they then start referring to both Torres and, and Three Stripes as the singularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that bit. That bit's great, but it makes no sense. Nothing. Oh, that's, yeah. Nothing those two characters <laughs> say makes any sense whatsoever, and it's great. It's it's too big brain for us. We just. <laughs> I, I legitimately think a lot of that was lost in translation. Of like they made Probably. these cutscenes to look cool in Japanese. Yeah. With a bunch of like big English words <laughs> mm-hmm. that that don't quite mean to English speakers what I think they they meant to the Japanese dev team. It's yeah, you can get what they're trying to go for, but it's again, it's 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 a more minor example of the same thing that happened with the the main campaign where yeah. it's just like you just kind of analyze it a little bit. It's just because as soon it. as they they throw the giant word sensual and sexuality <laughs> on screen, referring to planes <laughs> in a plane game, it's like <laughs> they just right. lose me. I'm like. What? Uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's very ridiculous. Um, and it, it, they do it like three times of like the, this AI going back and forth. And he's like, you need to be more sensuous. I was like, what is going on? Uh, it was great. It's, <laughs> it's a wild experience. Um, but yeah, the, these missions are great. They're some of the best in the game. Uh, so good. They're difficult, lengthy, and, and memorable. Yeah. So I think the, the big three the ace combat missions and not not like super lengthy but they're they're timed well enough that you're going to remember what you're doing and you're doing a lot of different things and then of course you have that final showdown with the alicorn where you gotta like you have 20 seconds yes (laughs) to fly through (laughs) exploding minefields in the air and shoot the base of their their giant cannon to make it it fires blow up it's yeah, and also this is at the point where the sh- the submarine is already sinking. You, you oh yeah, no, they're I'm, they're going down. Exactly, you've already won that part. But he is literally using the angle of the submarine sinking to just shoot a nuke anywhere. Just <laughs> get it out. I, it's people are gonna die. The message is gonna just get it out. Just get it out there. Blow something up. Uh, oh my god. So yeah, you just gotta stop him from blowing something up. And that twenty second bit is hard. Yeah. You, you gotta get <laughs> really it like hard. you have to be at such a perfect angle to get yeah. that that cannon in the right way, and it doesn't. It's not like you you hit it with one missile and you're done. No, you gotta like unload into that thing. You need to everything. Everything you got <laughs> gotta go into the base of that cannon. And see, Brett, the problem I had is I kept trying to do the thing. I saw the top of the the submarine, right? I'm like, <laughs> you were that, You gotta fly through that, right? You have to fly through that. So I like four times tried to blow it up by flying through that like submarine carrier <laughs> hangar and learned only after I'd blown it up just going the other way that if you do that, you're, you can't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hit the No. Because <laughs> it's too low. It's covered by armor. You have to go from the front. <laughs> yeah. So I, don't make the same mistake yeah. I did. <laughs> it's really cool. Don't do it. I, th- it I think there's a way cool. to like... If if you angle like a bomb or something to like go around it a little bit, you can do it from the inside. But that's like it's super that's, hard. Yeah, that's if if you're a real that's yeah. if you're a real drone, <laughs> real human drone. <laughs> All right, so I think closing thoughts on Ace Combat Seven as a whole. Uh, 
heavily recommend playing it if you haven't. Yeah. Um, it's on Game Pass. At um, least on console. I don't know if it's on PC. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it came recently, uh, but it could be wrong. Yeah, I I I'm have not open it real quick. I've owned the PC version for a while, so I, I haven't checked the PC version of Game Pass for it. I don't believe it is, but I know it is on the Xbox version of Game Pass, so you can definitely yes. play it there. Um, it also goes on sale very frequently for relatively cheap. It's two-year-old yep. game at this point. Uh, DLC is also often on sale, so wholly recommend picking up it with the DLC because the DLC missions are phenomenal. Just make sure yeah. you finish the game first because it's, they are yeah. hard. Uh, <laughs> they are not yeah, easy. This, this was my this was my game of the year for 2019 when it came out. It's oh, yeah. so so good, so good. It was up there for me. I don't I don't think it would be in because I, I played it in 2020 and in 2021. Yeah, yeah. So it obviously wasn't competing in 2019 for me. It would have been up there though. It's I don't think it would have beaten out because I think there there was I think Persona Five or something like that came out. I probably or Royal yeah. came out in 2019 that I I had to shove it to that. But really good game. Definitely recommend playing it. So Brett, there there are two plane games. Yes, there's two whole plane games in this episode. Two whole plane games. Which means we're gonna talk about Project Wingman now. Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> so much hype so we, we've we've done the ace combat talk and a lot of what we've said can apply to project wingman as well yes. uh but to set expectations project wingman is made by like three people total four one of them is the composer yeah yes. very small all team. the voice actors are volunteers yep yeah it's phenomenal <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i, I want to get that out of the way first because project wingman uh is is the kind of game that you play through and it released at like $25, I think, and is consistently at like 15 to 20 Um, Made by this small team of three people over the course of like nine years or something ridiculous a like really that. A really long time. It's people, been a long much, time coming. Much like Seven, people thought this game would not come out, but I for for completely different reasons that there was just at that point like one guy making it. Because this was it. in development a lot before, a long time before we knew Seven existed. Yes, uh, this was on, this was on yeah. itch for a while, I remember. Because the, the big thing with this is that, like, this was started development in that long period of time where, like, we just had no announcements for anything new Ace Combat related coming. So there was this big void of flight arcade games like this. Uh, so someone was like, hey, I'm going to make a game and it's going to be really good. And it came out being better than really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Project Wingman is in contention for my game of the year for this year. Which is impressive, yeah. because I play a lot of video games, uh, and there are some really good things that have come out this year, but Project Wingman is, like, one of the most impressive single-team efforts I have ever seen. Like For sure. It, it is such a, an amazing debut game that I sincerely hope they're coming out with more uh, stuff like this soon, because... Not they soon, have but <laughs> this And it was a huge success. Like, Project Wingman... I think it has they've said exceeded expectations multiple times with how it's, yeah. well it's done. They I think they got um top top selling game for like the the day after it came out or something on Steam. Yeah, which for an indie just, like just this for, is yeah ridiculous. Uh, like just for one day, but for like an indie plane game that's been in development for like nine years that is magic that is a miracle <laughs> yeah it's not definitely not anywhere near like stardew valley or minecraft helps the success but they they did yeah. well 
the game has nothing but glowing reviews. Like, it, you will be hard pressed to find legitimate complaints about this game <laughs> because it's yeah, it is so solidly made. Because I think this is one of those scenarios where what I said earlier about like Ace Combat Seven and Project Wingman are the same kind of games but executed very differently, which means they, they coexist in a way that I think people were worried it wouldn't. Um, Project yeah. Wingman does not feel like playing Ace Combat 7. Uh, it feels far <laughs> more arcadey. A good example of, of how to set the stage is in Ace Combat 7, you're st you get like 60 to 90 missiles, depending on the plane. At most. At most. Project Wingman, you start with like 190. <laughs> Yeah, on the beginner plane, <laughs> the, the and you can carry game. like four different kinds of weapons. You have three special weapons, uh, and occasionally like a fourth extra choice of a thing. Yeah. And the the best innovation in any game ever is the AOA limiter, which is oh drifting planes. God. It is a button press to drift your plane in inhuman ways. Any direction. Uh, any direction. Any way you want. You might crash it into whatever you're you're going at because you know drifting planes is is difficult, but it is but it's incredibly it. fun. Um, and the flares are no longer limited; they are infinite use on a cooldown, which is a, a great yes. change for if you don't want to do that. You have uh, if you get like motion sick or something, which mm -hmm. is totally something that could happen Holy with a game like this, especially with the AOA limiter throwing your camera in. <laughs> Everyone, which direction? Which is great if you can handle it, but there, I know plenty of people that would probably oh, yeah. blow chunks. Uh, so you have options to not do that if you don't want to do that, and you can just play with flares, which are also great. Uh, it makes so many gameplay decisions, and I think moment to moment, Project Wingman is like some of the most fun. Oh yeah, I've had with anything. Like I, I want to hear your impressions from like going in, Brett, because I know you had kind of known about this game for a while. Yeah, I, uh, I I found out about it when like I, I, Oni Plays was doing like an itch.io like random games like let's just play all this crap and make fun of it and they played it for like five minutes and they were like this is really hard but it looks really pretty we'll come back to this someday and of course I'll never come back to oh, it. Oh yeah, obviously like, not. That looks really cool, huh? And then like two and a half years later, it's just like oh my god, it came out and it, it's like I can buy it for money and it feels like it's worth money that's incredible um but yeah i was like i was going in just kind of being like eh, this will this will be cute like it'll be a nice like fun fan made time and i'll i'll you know if 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 it's if it works i'll have fun with it it's like 20 bucks whatever that's fine i was not expecting like i, I a masterpiece honestly like it is it is a near perfect experience. It is so good. Um, I, I think they made like a right choice of having the the flight model be more arcadey, like the the older Ace Combat games, um, because then yeah, they can double down on like all the crazy stuff, like the yeah. the AOA limiter. Um, they they really did just go full arcade, and uh, it's 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 insane. I don't know how one man could fit so many missiles on a screen. <laughs> but it's like, so what? good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this subscribes to like what I would like to call the Earth Defense Force methodology of, of looks, which is it may not look amazing on a still frame, but as soon as things start moving, you realize you've oh, gotten yeah. like up to like a hundred missiles at a time going in different directions. Yeah, uh, all over the screen, there are lights everywhere. Everything's like looks great in motion. 
It's um, so beautiful. It's such like, like I I think Ace Combat Seven on a technical level is obviously a lot prettier. But Definitely, yeah. I far prefer the look of Project Wingman exactly. <laughs> to Seven exactly because of how well executed it is. It's they yeah. know exactly what they needed to do to make it this kind of game. Like, yeah, it's so impressive. And not even to mention, we haven't even talked about the story yet. That's exactly which I I. I... I, the message is uh like you know a little a little less big brain than seven but the storytelling is just incredible compared yeah to the seven. storytelling is amazing especially considering like East combat seven's got a lot of cutscenes you know the one thing that project wingman doesn't have cutscenes it has maybe one and it's just a still image because you can play the like entire game in vr so yes it, it, there's it's built into it that there are no cutscenes because those would interrupt the flow of vr mm-hmm. so all of the story is told through the mission briefings and the uh, the launches in, in the actual ship or the, the plane to plane chatter and whatnot. Uh, and I also think like this is probably one of the scenarios where I think we probably won't say the ending specifically. Yes. Because we want people to play this game. <laughs> more than still play Ace Combat 7. But Ace Combat 7, people more. know about Ace Combat 7. Like, Ace older, Combat's yeah. a, a franchise people know about. Um, even if they haven't played it, it's it's a name that most people will recognize if they play a lot of games, yeah, at least yeah. passively. Uh, Project Wingman is one of those rare scenarios of a game that is, like, so immediately good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on every, every forefront that I think it... It's one of those rare indie things where, like, I just want more of these because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell there's so much heart and passion that went into the creation of this game. Uh, from things like... The, the mission where Showdown plays. And that's that's one of the other things. As soon as I can start pulling out the names of tracks of a game, exactly. that's the example of when the soundtrack has hit the point of just incredible. Um, so, like, Ace Combat 7's music is also phenomenal, but it tends to stay in the background. Like, it tends to stay as, like, the soundtrack you would expect to, like, a Mission Impossible, right? It's, yeah, most of the time. Most, most of the time. time. There's still some bombastic stuff, but yeah. Project Wingman was just like, nah. <laughs> It's, yeah. We're going insane the entire time through. Uh, and there are a number of tracks that are crazy. There's the uh, the squad you go up against a couple of times, Crimson, has straight up Castlevania music. Yeah, near even. Yeah, near Castlevania like, style stuff. And it's, it's incredible. Wild. <laughs> you, they come into the game for the first time. And this does the, the awesome thing of they, as soon as the squadron appears, they're like, dude, get out. Like, don't you can't fight them. them. <laughs> And your mission briefing just changes to escape. <laughs> it's, yeah, in big letters on the screen. Just yeah. get out. And, and, and they part show of the they thing... have, like, 20 health bars. It's like, I'm okay, <laughs> you. You're uh, And you can, like, try to fight them if you want to. If you're insane. Uh, yeah, you can try in your, in your dinky little starter plane. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll do something. But the, the thing that I think really also hammers it in is Project Women doesn't have checkpoints. So yes. it's designed a little bit differently than Ace Combat 7 in that most of the missions are going to be 15 to 20 minutes, go blow up everything. Like, yeah. there's a little less subtlety in the mission design of Project Wingman, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Um, not at all. It's just no. a different experience. So it's yeah. more along the lines of, like, you know what to expect when you start a Project Wingman mission. It's going to be blow everything up, uh, and you have plenty of tools to do that, but... All the missions, 
eventually become blow everything up, which is still great fun. Uh, and it also means that when you get that giant escape warning on your screen, you're like, hmm, I should probably get out of here so I don't have to replay <laughs> yeah. this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said like 20, 30 minutes, but like these missions are really hard. And if yeah. you like mess up, you're going to be doing like like the, 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 the volcano mission for like hours. Yeah, <laughs> it, so, is, it is hard. And Project Wingman has, um, just like Ace Combat 7, an unlockable difficulty. So you yes. start out with easy, normal, and hard. Uh, I played most of the missions on hard. I think one, I think the volcano mission, I had to drop it down. Because I was just yeah, like, I, I want to be able to finish the game before we do this episode. Exactly. Uh, so I, I dropped it down for that. But most of the game I played on hard, including like the final boss and everything. Um, which was phenomenal. Like, it's super well-balanced in that it's hard, but it's totally doable. Uh, Mercenary, on the other hand, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's legendary, basically. Brett saw point. me attempt the final boss on Mercenary, and I could not. I, I was fighting him for 20 minutes. I used all of my missiles and got one, one quarter yeah. through the way of his health. So <laughs> that one's a little, little tough. Uh, but yeah, there's plenty of difficulty scaling in that game. And it's also got a conquest mode. Yes. It has a whole separate pseudo-roguelike. Basically, what to expect is a Battlefront 2, the original Battlefront 2, had Galactic Conquest, where you, you hired a bunch of planes and, and soldiers and went around conquering planets. That's basically what this is, is you, you conquer Calradia and do a bunch of stuff. It's fun. Um, but it doesn't have as much sticking power as a campaign, I think. Up for it's, yeah, clear reasons. Uh, but yeah, Wingman's story is also phenomenal. Like, and yeah, in the best way. It's like it, it, it's and and they get you too because it starts pretty simple. Like, it starts like you are the the classic like band of mercenaries. Oh, the war is starting. It was perfect. Let's make some some quick bucks. Get some get some more uh get some more hatches on the side of our on the side of our ships get some a better name for us out there let's go it's just going to be like all the other wars it'll be fine um and then things get more serious uh and then things happen that literally like hurt your heart to watch yep. <laughs> when when like they start bringing like uh like explosives that are made out of a material that make the tectonic plates mad <laughs> it's like and they just unleash suffering compared to the suffering that is like threatened in Ace Combat Seven. Like the, oh, the five ten million people. You just you just watch like it happens. Burn. <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> and it does not feel good. And they but do you not play want it to two missions good. in the same area, and the first go around, it's all nice and pretty. The second go around, yeah. it's a giant volcano. <laughs> It's yeah, and is gleaming orange and burnt and horrible. Yeah, the sky's full of ash. It's bonkers. Uh, there are it's some insane. The, being unbound from reality in the visual direction for this game is like the best decision that team made. Definitely. Of like yeah. the biggest complaint people have when the game launched was that it's too orange. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because because originally it was too orange. It was there were so many levels that that had a lot of orange and like. It was very saturated, so it could be very orange. Um, they toned it down. It's still very orange, but it, it's extremely. It orange. looks great. Like the the missions all have this very unique aesthetic and, and yeah. way they play, and like the trails that come off of the big ships uh, flying oh, yeah. are, are just add a lot. It's very. It has a very like animeified 
look compared to Ace Combat 7, but uh, for a video game, I think that's a better thing. It's a little bit for more sure. yeah. fantastical, uh, which works. We, didn't, we haven't talked about the characters, Brett. I haven't talked about the characters. Um, there's, there's so many. There's and That's the thing. is There's so many in Wingman, and there's so many in 7, but the many that are in Wingman, I think, are just characterized like the oodles better than the ones in 7, which yeah. has more characters in it than like your typical Ace Combat game. Um, but you have you have your little squadron. You have I was about to say Crimson. <laughs> uh, and now I can't remember Monarch. <laughs> yeah, Hitman Squadron. My brain. With Crim- Monarch is the Hitman one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Hitman Squadron, and you play as uh, you play as Monarch, and you have two wingmen. You have uh, uh, I just I. I keep wanting to say Prez, so I'm just gonna say you finally have <laughs> uh you finally have the guy in the back seat that's in all the other plane games that just doesn't ever say anything or get talking talking spoken to at all. Yeah, your weapons um, officer. It's yeah. Finally, uh finally she, which I thought was cool that they yeah. made it uh, a girl, has a character and uh her name is Prez and she is awesome. And she she constantly has like back and forth things to say. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, I I think that's like one of the best things of like you have this side character that's not even not not a a pilot, not doing anything too important, but she's a great character because to the degree where people you only get her if you fly a two seater plane. Yes. Uh, and there aren't that many in in Wingman, uh, which is like my one issue is there's not like a late game two seater, which I think they've said they're working on um, adding I think one. So, yeah. But she's only in those, uh, so you have to take a plane that might be like a handicap, depending on where you are in the game, to hear her dialogue. And she's got unique dialogue all the way through the final mission. Yeah. Like all the way through, so it's a, it's a great like challenge run to do if you want to get the full Prez experience. Which is necessary to be, you know, a true, a true gamer, <laughs> a, true <laughs> a true, a true ace wingman gamer. Yeah. Uh, then you have your other squad members, diplomat and comic, that are yes. also great. And I think you can clearly tell here we re- we're remembering the names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clear That's difference true. from seven of like I remember the name of almost every character down to like Galaxy or AWACS. You is your AWACS for the entire game. Um, so you get a lot more knowledge about him. Like he's a former DJ. So yeah. there's tons of cool little stuff uh, in the game that like just characterizes everyone. You've got Kaiser, who's like your your military captain. Uh, you learn of like Mother Goose Squadron, and you've got the um, Star or something Mother, Squadron. Mother Goose is from Ace Combat. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. A nice try. <laughs> no, there there is a there's Mother Goose in in it's... Wingman too. One of the squadrons is Mother Goose. They're the other it's, it's, mercenary squad that. Oh, that's right. It's it's something else. It's something else. Goose. We'll just call it Mother Goose for now. <laughs> I'll pretend you're right. <laughs> yeah, They're, Mother Goose in in seven is like the first squadron you meet, and they they you meet them a few more times because they're mercenaries. So you like run into each other, you know. Uh, yes. It's great because there's recurring characters. <laughs> it's incredible. It. it there's so much like fun in just those those little interactions. Um, 
especially because like your first interaction with Mother Goose is they're on the opposite side, but they got there after you'd already destroyed their like protection targets. So you, you just yeah, like yeah. radio them and they're like, hey, your target's already gone. Like you guys want to just turn around? And they're like, yeah, sure. They're just like, oh, oh well, yeah, that's fine, I guess. They're like we're going to uh, we're going to Calradia because there's a lot of money to be made there, um, which is great. Like there's a lot of setup of like yeah. why you're going to this destination, uh, what's happening. And you learn a lot about like your individual characters of there's a moment. Um, and this is like a, as spoilery as I think I'll get of like uh, about a third into the game. You have a, a like crazy research lady who for some reason knows the names of some of your characters and like starts yeah. to belt them out. And at, at that moment you're like, what? Because they make a point of explaining why you don't refer to each other by your actual names is so people exactly. don't hear them on radio. Uh, they go like, yeah, we don't want people knowing who we are because we're mercenaries. We might get, like, assassinated. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, which is actually explained, which is great. Like, there's all these little things that they thought about that you wouldn't... I, I don't think are questions people would have asked, but it's great to have answers. Definitely, Either yeah. way. So, yeah, there's and tons I, of really I, cool stuff. I, I think a cool thing with all, like, those details is that there is, uh, like like a little database that you can see for like every single character and every single like uh ace that you fight against or whatever but you don't need to read any of that yeah. like you get those details most of them just from the game and then if you missed them or just want to have it in another format the database is there also um which i like that that amount of detail is I, I love it so much. Like that detailed storytelling is, you know, why these like really specific kinds of games like thrive. Like that is it, it's the metal gear in the skies that people that people talk about in, in legends when they refer to when they refer to Ace Combat. Yeah, absolutely. Um it, it just like I think Project Wingman's biggest asset is that it knows what it is to a degree that so few games do of like it knows it's a video game, so it's trying to achieve everything it can in that framework of being a video game uh, and in a niche, like, flight arcade game of which there are, like, two franchises. There is Ace Combat and Tom Clancy's Hawks <laughs> are, are its only competition. Uh, one of which does not exist anymore. One of which doesn't real anymore. Hey, we don't know. Maybe they're going to pull out Tom Clancy's Hawks 3 behind our backs. Don't do it. Don't give them ideas. Don't do it. <laughs> I'll play more Flight Sims if they have, or more Flight Arcade games if they got them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Wingman just is such a rare case of a game executing on every promise that it had. Especially because I, I believe the game was crowdfunded, at least partly. Uh, uh, I think so, yeah. And it was a long time ago, so I'll, I'll, I'll fact check while we're talking of, of if it yeah. was. But uh, it, it's just such a rare, so rare to see a project like this actually come out and be what it was promised to be. Yeah. Uh, especially with it, a small team like this. It took a long time, but yeah, it's just because like, for a while that one guy just wanted to be one guy. Yeah. And I think at some point he just realized like there's... I have to. I have to give in. <laughs> There's got to be someone else here. Um, yeah, yeah, Project I mean, Wingman was kickstarted uh, a long time ago. This is like the old <laughs> Kickstarter page for a, about a hundred thousand Australian dollars. 
so n- not even a huge <laughs> not even a lo- super large amount of money uh but yeah it was from like 2500 people a long time ago it, it had a yeah. $35,000 goal so it still like crushed its kickstarting goal um but it was kickstarted a long time ago yeah and I think it definitely picked up some investors because it was published by Humble. So yeah, Humble yeah. Bundle picked it up at some point and probably had a bit of an influx of <laughs> something into it to keep the team yeah. going. But uh, yeah, I'm super glad it came out because it's great. Uh, there are tons of different planes, Brett, that are all legally yes. distinct versions. Yes. They are nothing like planes in real life. I don't know what you're it's talking about. It's not the about. F-14. It's the F slash D-14. And yeah. Because, like, you know, you, you spend uh, practically more time going through all the, all the, uh, the different logos of, of military plane factories at the beginning of an Ace Combat game than you do playing the game, practically, because there's so many. And then a wingman, you know, it's just three guys, so they can't afford that. So they just yeah. got to mix the letters up and just make it look a little bit different. And it's, it's, it's fine. It's good enough. <laughs> it's um, good enough. There are some, some great original designs on Wingman, too. Yes. It's just... So much creativity <laughs> behind no, every of, facet of the game. One of which is just pretty much like you just make it red and it's it's a Jedi Starfighter pretty much. Make it um, red and it's three times faster. <laughs> well, that's that goes without saying, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I do want to say about the uh, the conquest mode, which I, I've gone back and forth on playing. It, it is a good, if you are looking for something like the Battlefront 2, galactic conquest mode this is probably as close as you're gonna get (laughs) with modern day (laughs) stuff aside from like mountain blade uh this is about as close as i've gotten (laughs) to that in in like a nice arcade format that's not basically grand strategy levels of complexity yeah which is great Uh, it's especially because it's in the same game as this amazing campaign so Mm -hmm. This is uh, one of the like biggest value games I think you can get out there. For yeah, I'd I'd you know not, maybe not to the same degree as Hollow Knight, but I'd put it up there with like Hollow Knight for like games like compared to the amount of like stuff you, yeah. you, you get in the game for for how much you pay. There's like, tons it's, of it's replayability. Yeah, yeah, um, it and it's, it's another phenomenal. case. It's another case where like the final plane costs millions more monies than you could possibly have by the end of your first playthrough. So you oh, yeah. gotta you gotta get it. You gotta get the 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 railgun shooting uh, plane with I think it's thirty two missiles at a time that come it's out. It's a lot. It's it's <laughs> it's a blinding amount of missiles, and it's amazing. That just covers your screen in streaks because of the it's, amount yeah. of missiles happening. Uh, which is wonderful. It's yeah, it's Every so cathartic. It happens, yeah, I, I I think like that's the thing with Wingman. Like we we have nothing negative to say about it at all. Whereas yeah. Ace Combat Seven, we can we can go on for twenty minutes about some small issues. Wingman just doesn't really have those. Uh, and like the the machine gun thing I was talking about with Seven in Wingman, the machine guns are maybe a little bit overpowered, but it's just really fun. It's really fun <laughs> to to run around with the explosive gun pods. And your slow frog foot playing with Prez yep. and just try to blow everything up with these very slow but extremely heavy hitting gun pods, uh, which is tons of fun. It's just something, it, it supports a lot more varied play styles than I think Ace Combat 7 does because you Definitely, have yeah. 
a lot of options, and you, you all of them work. That that's the big thing. Yeah. Although that's the high velocity missiles are terrible, but yeah, they're know, not really so. they're they're not the not the most useful. But that is that's like the biggest uh, difference between like the the overarching gameplay is that Ace Combat Seven is definitely like compared to Wingman, more of a puzzle game, and Wingman is just like you have 20 different ways to blow everything up and you can do it any way you want. There's some ways that might be harder, but there's no way that's going to make it impossible. Yeah. And there's just some ways that might be more difficult than other ones. Like uh, one thing I do particularly like about Wingman that Ace Combat 7 didn't really do is Ace Combat 7, you've got this fight against the Arsenal Bird, which is like a great um, boss encounter in a, a fight game like this. But you don't have anything like between a regular plane and an arsenal bird yeah which is like that that stepping stone of like you're never fighting something like a, a vtol or like a crazy uh gunship like you do in a lot of other ace combat games um but in wingman there's tons there's like a ton of like variant ships that are like different sizes of their every faction in like the second mission you're fighting these large gunships um, and you can like you have to like blow off their individual uh, weaponry, and then the entire ship will go down. Um, you've got like different sized naval fleets that happen. Just a lot more like variety in the size of things you're fighting, which I think is great. Um, yeah. Particularly in the case of those like aerial ships, because they're visually really cool. Uh, they have this cool like particle effect coming off of them because they use these special engines that the game explains. Uh, and you have them on your side too. You'll find like you have someone on your side. You got to protect one, and you got to go blow up like three others. So that variation is great, and it's like not just that one. It's like another one that's another size up of being even heavier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a lot of fun to fight. So there's a lot of that variation in in what you're doing. You got the uh, the the land ships that are literally just trapezoids that are covered in in AA guns. Yep. <laughs> just there's just like twenty AA guns in one little rectangle. Gigantic like Goliath tanks it's, <laughs> that you yeah. go across with just tons of guns coming off the side. Super cool. Yeah, it's it's just a great set of like things to fight. Where I think that's like the one major bit where Ace Combat Seven is kind of lacking because they kept so strictly to kind of pseudo real world technology yeah um where the, those kind of like mid-sized things are maybe not the best <laughs> use of money um but they're a lot of fun to fight because you, they give you more variation which is great yeah they, they function like captains in the dynasty warrior games of like you have like that one enemy that's a little bit stronger you gotta take that sense yeah just a lot of fun especially when you like shoot through them with a railgun and the entire thing just blows up and it's, they just start yeah. like going down over the course of like a minute to yep. hit the ground in this and, big explosion and you get the you know because like every single thing you destroy the the point thing comes up on the side of the screen to tell you how many yep. points you got but if you blow the entire 27 uh aa gun rectangle up at the same time you half of your screen <laughs> is just covered in points and it's like oh god it's so good yeah pure dopamine that, right. that's what the whole game is honestly it's just pure dopamine. Absolutely. Again, wholeheartedly recommend Project Wingman and Ace Combat yeah. 7. But if, you, if you've got to pick one of the two, I think I would say lean towards Project Wingman. Yeah. Uh, just I, because I, I, I think more people will enjoy Wingman as well, of it not quite having that flight sim-esque handling of certain like elements of like the wind pressure and whatnot aren't quite as severe, uh, which makes Definitely. it easier to approach. 
but yeah super fun game uh it's on like most pc platforms so definitely recommend picking it up all right brett any closing thoughts on these games uh well i mean i just i just think more people should play them because i mean more people already are than have before and you know i think you could give wingman a pretty big uh pretty big thumbs up in that regard <laughs> in terms of getting more people into the genre but like i don't know there's they're they're super niche but they're you know as we've found out very very good and a lot of a lot of passion and heart goes into them to tell some pretty awesome stories and to blow up some some pretty cool big things in the sky look i do gotta i'm not gonna spoil the ending of wingman but i gotta give a shout out to games that have secret endings that are achievable on like the hardest difficulty on the final boss you do that mission you get some extra voiceover during the credit sequence of like things that are happening which is great uh super cool and yeah i i do i did forget to say like wingman has some great vistas of cities uh which i think it handles better than ace combat does in that your these cities are a little bit more exaggerated they're very tall yes uh they're they're very like futuristic in a way mm-hmm. and even like the the one that is destroyed you're flying through it and you can like do tricks between the buildings because they're tall enough for you to do that comfortably yeah. um and those, those they're just visually super unique so i think those levels particularly stand out a lot in wingman because of how unique they are Definitely. Uh, compared to seven like seven has like cityscape that looks pretty close to what you would expect of modern day like tokyo or uh, Boston or something like that, just like a coastal city, whereas Project Women City is like, I this would not exist. <laughs> it's it's borderline Coruscant at that yeah. point. <laughs> it's got like, like a giant getting... wall with a bunch of lasers yeah. coming off of it. I'm like, huh? Oh uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun in in those environments uh, that I think Women just really excels with. So, for sure, yeah. With that, Brett, we have succeeded in in doing our own games club the experience i hope has been enlightening (laughs) definitely two games in one (laughs) a a two for one special because we didn't have to debate for 30 minutes on if certain decisions (laughs) the last of us two made were were good (laughs) isn't it nice to have an easy game to talk about isn't it nice to have games that we like (laughs) It's yeah, just like just games that are hard to think of something bad to say, so you just don't really have anything to well, say. That, that's why that the cyberpunk it. one's been delayed because we all are just kind of like, do we really want to talk about the game? Yeah, it's <laughs> been delayed just as much as the game. <laughs> it, it's been delayed until the game is in the state that it should have been in uh, hey. when it launched. But that is a separate Games Club episode. So for now, Brett, we we've done it. Unless you've yes. got closing words. Uh, give the the adoring audience your speech. Guns, guns, guns. There it is. And that's it. It was going to happen once. Guns, guns, guns. Very end. <laughs> we had to do it. Uh, yeah. So wonderful games, both of them. Play Project Wingman. Uh, and For then, sure. if you have the time, play Ace Combat Seven. So, <laughs> with that, we're we're closing out. We hope you come back to watch the actual podcast on Tuesdays at 7am YouTube Anchor any podcast platform of your choice listen watch do it it gets smoother every time <laughs> just, just do it <laughs> just watch the show oh my god <laughs>